Welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show, which is going to be just a blockbuster. We have with us Father James Altman, whom you all know and all love, and you've probably all heard that he is being censured by his bishop. Not only censured, he's been asked to resign. Remember Father Altman, he's the one who during the lockdown gave such hope speaking openly, the voice of the people saying how horrific these lockdowns were, how unbelievable it was that many of our shepherds are locking us out of our churches right when we need them the most. Have a look for yourself. Uh, you know, to, to share the holy sacrifice of the mass, What I mean, that's what we live for. Uh, I don't understand how, well, I can tell you this, a lot of priests that I've talked to from around the country uh, were heartbroken when they couldn't share that mass with all their people, all their faithful. I mean, there are children. And uh, when, the, when the churches were closed against the people, which was an abomination, but it was also closed against the, the priests and the people. Uh, it, I, I can't, I just, it, it wasn't, how about if I be polite? It wasn't well thought out. I'll be polite. <laughs> that was Father James Altman, and he is with us right now. Stay tuned. Father Altman, yes. thank you for joining us in this episode uh, of the John Henry Weston Show. Privilege. You know, I think the very first time, do I have this right? The very first time we, we met face to face like this, didn't I, I blessed your 10-year-old son on his birthday? Is that right? <laughs> it was nine, but yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, what a privilege. I, and that's what a priest lives for, to bring grace into people's lives. Uh, so thank you for that privilege that day. Awesome, Father. Thank you. And if you wouldn't mind starting us off, as we always do with the sign of the cross. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Bless us, Lord, as we gather here today. Uh, fill our hearts with the spirit of truth and the spirit of fortitude to speak the truth. Fill us with the graces of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that we might be witnesses of our faith, even unto martyrdom. We ask this grace in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, amen. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. So some very sad news, which uh, we're going to actually play a clip uh, from your Sunday homily, uh, which revealed just what was so stunning to us. Let's okay. have a look. Yet now, I regret to inform you, some powerful prelates doing the bidding of civil powers and authorities apparently want my head on a platter. They want my head now for speaking that truth. I, a lowly priest, apparently have created enemies among some of the hierarchy. But to basically quote the great, great Cardinal Burke, when I die, I will stand in judgment before the Lord, not any prelates, not the USCCB. I am ineffective as a pastor. So for the record, dear family, Bishop Callahan has asked me to resign as pastor as of this past Friday. So just unbelievable. And what was the reaction of the faithful when, uh, when you told them that uh, on Sunday? Sure. You know, uh, I can tell you this, whatever else anybody says about me and the left wingers are like, really hates me. I, you know, don't, if you don't like me, don't listen to me. If you don't like the truth I speak, don't listen to it. Um, 
But the faithful know one thing above all, that I love my people and I will feed my people in word and in sacrament. They know this, right? And so when, when I told them that I was being asked to resign, there was uh, a very loud murmuring, I guess. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I mean, I just don't think along those lines. And uh, some people over on the left were shouting no, and people over here were saying no. And, and, and then when it was all over, when the meditation of the day for Pentecost was over, they spontaneously stood up and uh, gave me an ovation, which I, I'm so uncomfortable being the center of attention. I said, Bishop once accused me of like, I was, I was wanting this attention. No, no, I like it when the Christmas crush is there so I can hide behind it. I don't like people looking at me. So I was, it, I was so uncomfortable when they did this, but it was, it was a spontaneous reflection of that um, they know I love them and they love me. Uh, and what that is the way it is supposed to be with the father and his children which is why this entire last 14 months has been so godless and so anti-Catholic, so anti-father and children. Uh, I can tell you this, they know I love them. And, and that's why they Absolutely. show up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got to mention some things that I'm going to mention throughout this program, which I normally don't do. Uh, one of the things is this has given the opportunity for the faithful to act, to act in a way they never have before. You are one of the faithful shepherds who has defended the faithful um, and really given us a voice. And that's, I think, what many of the bishops don't understand. This isn't just about Father James Altman. This is about the hungry faithful who have been starving for the truth that has been given to us by this one shepherd who has spoken out so courageously. This one priest who has spoken out during the lockdowns, after the lockdowns, about all the insanity that's going on in the church and was able to give voice to what's in so many of our hearts. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to go to lifepetitions.com. There's a petition there we have for Father Altman. What's the petition going to do? Well, it's going to make a splash. It's going to show how many faithful actually support Father. But also what we'd like you to do is support a fund for him set up in his name uh, at lifefunder.com. It's going to support his legal challenge to this. A canonical legal challenge actually does cost lots of money. Um, So please support him there. But probably more important than that, I want you to call a phone number. It's the bishop's phone number. I want you to call 608-788-7700. That's the number of the diocese. Please speak to the bishop and tell him what you think about what he's doing to Father Altman. And that's not so much as a com- of a commercial as a real call to action, a call to arms. We're always looking for something that the faithful can actually do. Well, here's something you can do. If you don't feel like calling write a letter, send it in, write an email, send it in. Those are easy though to file under G and to just delete. Phone calls are harder. If you have the facts as well, you can do that. So Father, tell us what's happened since Sunday. Hey. Uh, I should know by now because I've had to say it a few times. <laughs> uh, I, so I thought all was just normal. Um, and then Monday night, I went to dinner with five other priests and, and uh, somebody was looking at the newspaper because the newspaper locally just really despises me. And and so they were mentioning that the bishop had put out another press release. And so the press release indicated with clarity that he is taking his canonical steps to remove me as a pastor. Uh, I understand that this process takes a year. 
that I wouldn't serve as, I wouldn't have the functions and duties of a pastor here in St. James, which is a shame because the people are entitled. They are a legitimate constituency and they are entitled to have a pastor that meets their needs as I do. Um, but in so in that period of time, I'll be like in limbo. I think that might be a way for me to understand it. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's what I understand is coming down the pike. And I, you know, it's just waiting for the sort of Damocles, I guess, to fall. And and then then we'll go from there. What's what's truly amazing, Father, is uh, as you mentioned in your homily on Sunday. But Bishop Callahan ha- has accused you of being ineffective. Now, yes, yes. to me, that's so hilarious. So you've been the most effective priest I know of uh, in terms of preaching the truth and giving the faithful what they need to hear. Um, I want to play another clip of what you said uh, in a video that went totally viral. I think one of the first videos that many people would have first recognized you, um, you were talking about uh, Democrats and being Catholic. Let's have a look. Here's a memo to clueless baptized Catholics out there. You cannot be Catholic and be a Democrat, period. Their party platform absolutely is against everything the Catholic Church teaches. So, Father, you've obviously uh, ruffled feathers, not only because you spoke against lockdowns and the tragedy of depriving the faithful of the faith uh, and the holy sacrifice of the Mass, but also... You've spoken the truth, the plain truth that we all know. Everybody knows Catholics are supposed to be pro-life. Right. Um, that pro-abortion politicians makes no sense that they should be receiving right. Holy Communion. Right. But I guess for saying that, uh, you're uh, you're pretty much on the outs. Yeah, uh, it, it's a no. You know, it is a no-brainer. Literally, what I said was the truth, and it's a no-brainer. Um, I mean, as I've said many times. It was the Democratic Party itself that said you can't be Democrat and pro-life. Okay, it's no more inquiry. Done. Uh, so I said it again. I said it before, and I'll say it again. You can't be Catholic and Democrat. Well, that that throws people into a tizzy because you know there's a, here's how we can understand this is that there's this. It's kind of a funny mean. There's 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 a shortage of the vocation to the priesthood, but there's no shortage of the vocation of the papacy because everybody wants to be their own little pope, and it's been the case since Martin Luther and uh, so everybody wants to decide for themselves what they can and cannot do. And how dare I, you know, which it, it's kind of convenient for them because they invoke that when, when we're talking about murdering babies, but when it comes time to client, the climate change hoax or, uh, any of these other things that they, social justice warrior things, oh no, then you have to listen to the Catholic church and they can tell you what to do. So uh, the, the hypocrisy is staggering because 10,000 babies are going to be murdered again this Saturday. And uh, so, no, you can't listen. You can't be Catholic and be Democrat, period. If you don't like it tough, then get out of the Catholic Church. You know, show some personal integrity and realize the truth of the Catholic Church's teaching is that you can't be Catholic and be Democrat. And any shepherd who doesn't say that, get out of the Catholic Church. Show some personal integrity. Yeah. And I guess it's right there that is so uncomfortable. The The mainstream of the bishops, unfortunately, has been sort of go along to get along. Um, they've abandoned the idea of a, a discipline of people which seeks for their salvation. It's not mean to discipline your children. It's not mean to tell them no. In fact, 
It's mean not to, because the consequence in the real world or in eternity is eternal. And yet yes. you're speaking the exactly. truth. You actually this, care this for their souls. That's what we're supposed to do. That's our one job. Yeah. Yeah. Our one job. And yeah. So you so have they're, they're not this, doing, it. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this set up and now uh, you're being asked to resign. So now again yes. is yes. the time for the faithful to act because you are, at least they're trying to shut you down. So let me repeat once again, there's an opportunity for the faithful to act now. Very rarely do we get such opportunities. You can go to Life Petitions, sign on to our petition, which will be delivered to the bishop and made very public so that the bishop's embarrassed. Um, but also you can go to lifefunder.com and support Father's canonical challenge because it, it actually costs a lot of money to do a canonical challenge and that needs to be done. But thirdly, and most importantly, call. Call the bishop's office. The number is 608-788-7700. Call. Make your views known. Pray. Pray for Father Altman as he prays for us all the time. Pray for the bishop. Pray for the bishop's conversion. Bishop Callahan needs to recognize that in trying to shut down Father Altman, he's shutting down one of the few voices of truth left in the church that's willing to speak the truth. So, Father, let's um, yes. let's get back to this. What are your thoughts right now vis-a-vis -vis your bishop, Bishop Callahan? Sure, sure. You know, I, I like him, but he's... I actually think he likes me. Um, I, I guess uh, that the fullness of the gifts of the spirit were such that he would say to these left-wing fascists, they're fascists, um, cancel culture people, listen, you may not agree with him. I may not always agree with him, but in, he speaks the truth. In fact, he did say this in that very first press release back on September 9th. He said he speaks the undeniable truth. And nobody has yet to say with any validity at all that I haven't. They might not like the truth, but they can't say I haven't spoken it. So um, if he would have just, he could have put a stop to this in two seconds. All he had to do was say, listen, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily agree with him all the time, but he, he is entitled to, the people are our legitimate constituency. They're entitled to have a shepherd and he is doing a great job shepherding them. Whether you like it or not, then don't go to the parish, go somewhere else. You know, that, I don't know if you know this or not, there's this guy out in, um, I think it's Massachusetts. He's not even Catholic. He's some sort of a, I don't know, Anglican or Lutheran pastor. And, he, and he's the head of this thing called Freedom America or, or Faith America or something like that. It's no more faithful than the Dalai Lama, right? Okay, not Christian. And, and I understand, I have been told that it's just one of those George Soros box backed places right so on, on their on their page they have a picture of me and like make sure bishop fires me or terminates me or something like that and right next to it i guess is a picture of a transgender person who's there lauding as being the first transgender bishop okay so so you right it's so all you need to know a picture's worth a thousand words to know they're not catholic and they're certainly not on our side so when you see that they started in, in the Lacrosse Tribune says that they started this grassroots petition to have me fired, basically. I'm thinking, who cares about you? What, what makes you think you even have a voice in the Catholic Church? Nobody cares about you. You're a bunch of left wing fascists and cancel culture people 
And 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 the, and we know where you're coming from because you're lauding this person that they they're raving about this being a, a transgender bishop. So, uh, but I wish he would just stand up to them and say what I just said. Listen, we're Catholic, and we teach what the Catholic Church teaches on change unchangeable, and that's exactly what Father Altman's doing. So go home, leave us alone. Uh, just one, if one bishop would just do that. Well, you know who does? Bishop Strickland. Absolutely. He does. God I was just him. about he to mention. Amazing. Because you know what? The other 259 aren't exactly getting in his corner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a brood of vipers. Bishop Strickland just did something, though, that is truly remarkable. And I wanted to get your take on it. Because yes. in the midst of this, in the midst of Bishop Callahan yeah. uh, publicly wanting to take you down. Yes. Bishop Strickland tweets out that he supports you right yeah, now, yeah. knowing full well he's going publicly against a brother bishop, so-called. Yes, yes. Truly, anyway, I want to get your reaction. Uh, what did what did you think? What did you say when you yeah. when you saw the tweet from Bishop Strickland? So, so I'm not on social media. I think there might be an account out there somewhere, but I'm not. So somebody up in Minneapolis set it up for me, but I I don't even know how to I don't even know how to get on it. So. Um, so people have to tell me when somebody does something and I'm driving up to a dentist appointment and lo and behold, I, I get these two different, I do get texts from people who know my phone number and, uh, and they, they text, they, they sent an like the, that, that thing that Bishop Strickland had, I think it must be a Twitter or a Facebook, something he put on there, very saying those, that very supportive thing. And, and for the second time, cause he did it once before back in September, uh, just get all, uh, I don't want to say emotional, but really kind of choked up and thinking there's some, you, you don't feel alone. And that's the thing. That's why, that's why people are listening to me around the globe. They're, they're tired of feeling alone. Their shepherd lets them down. The, the priests aren't allowed to do, be Catholic. And, and they hear this voice of somebody who is expressing exactly how they're feeling. This is a big mistake. Every one of those two and other 59 bishops are making and now apparently my own. You, these people are a valid constituency. You have abandoned them. You have not taught them. And, 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 and then when somebody tries to, then you get all upset, thinking, wow, no, not Bishop Strickland. Uh, I'm so deeply moved by what he did because, you know, he's the shepherd I will follow, right? Because he's not afraid to speak the truth. You know, he came out and he said, I'm not taking any vaccine that came from an aborted baby in any way, shape, or form, right? You didn't even get that out of Rome. How dare they, right? So uh, he got immediate harassment because of it. And did any of the other 259 bishops of this country, it's a rough number, um, stand up and say, I back Bishop Strickland. I believe exactly what Bishop Strickland said because that is the Catholic way. What about these other 259 roughly cowards who didn't take get his back? What a useless bunch of shepherds. I mean, it's no wonder people are leaving the Catholic Church in droves and they don't get it. Or maybe they do because they don't care, because they don't believe. They don't love the people. If they love the people, they would tell them the truth like Bishop Strickland did. What kind of, you know what they did? It's, at what price of our souls? Uh, are they willing to sell out all these people's souls because they're afraid or won't or don't believe in the truth? Yeah, you could get me going on that for a while. That, that yeah. little question. It's, well... Well, that you know, I think, do you remember? Go ahead. Sorry, I, I just think that's really key to why there's so many people who love you and, and so dearly. Because you're willing to say what 
the faithful know is the truth, which they almost feel guilty for thinking or, or believing because yeah. no one says it. So it seems like it's so alien now. And yet it's the simple truth. And it's, it's always funny to me to know your background because you're a very late vocation. You were a lawyer for 12 years before becoming a priest. Yeah. And, um, you have been through the world around the block uh, many times in, in terms of having to deal with the garbage that's out there in the world. So yeah. it, it is, is less surprising. In fact, let me plug something else. Uh, our video team did an incredible interview with you about uh, you getting your vocation. Totally beautiful. Please go to lifesightnews.com and check out that video about uh, Father Altman describing his call to the priesthood. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. But Father... That is it. The, the, the faithful love that you actually just say the faith without fear, without worrying about being politically correct. Like we never hear. Bishop Strickland does that too. Bishop Strickland does, you, it, does it. He, he does. And, does and any so, other, can I ask you, and listen, I'm willing to be informed. Does any other bishop come out ahead of the curve and say, like, say things like Bishop, bishop Strickland? So, you know, I mean, oh, after the election, we get the president of the USCCB and well, maybe we, I'm a little bit concerned that Joe Biden has got these attitudes toward abortion. Are you kidding me? He's had it for 47 years, 48 now. Don't come out after the fact and say, oh, I'm a bit concerned. No, no way, buddy. If you weren't, if you're concerned now, you should have been concerned in the first 47 years and you didn't do your job before the election. That USCCB voter guide isn't worth, well, toilet paper, I guess, and neat. That'd be what it's good for. Yeah. The way there's shortages, God knows. Yeah, use the USCCB voter guide. You run out. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, it's very silent out there. And uh, yeah. Bishop Strickland, I, I would say in the United States, we have probably a dozen bishops who speak out on, yeah. on the truth. I was going um, to say 20. Yeah, but, you could even say 25. The, the difficulty is, that number has actually gone down since the lockdowns. Yeah. Something about this shutdown, cancel culture, has I think cowed or, or made you know more concerned uh, a bunch of the good bishops who would normally have spoken out, who have gone more silent, yeah. um, which is really sad. Uh, Bishop Strickland, though, it <laughs> is sort of. Uh, if anything, uh, picked up very much like you, Father. We, we got to know you during the lockdowns because my family was looking for yes. a, when we were forced into a no mass situation, looking for mass online, and, and found you. Thanks be to God. Um, let us yeah. know what we can do from your opinion. Uh, you know, to help you, to support you. All of us love you. We pray for you every single day. But tell us what we can do for you. I think what you can do is you could you can even support that priest near you, it might be near, might be two hours away, uh, who wants to speak and teach and, and serve them, like I try to do, uh, because they're picking, you know, divide and conquer. They're picking us off one by one, right? Uh, just like the, the one out in, um, where was it, Virginia? Uh, Knesset is doing something to Mark, Mark White. Um, I hear Father Altier just got relocated there's i know there's a couple in texas there's one in in kansas uh they're picking us off one by one let's all just silence this one i mean there are thirty-seven thousand five hundred priests what do you care if one priest 
says, well, let's say I'm, I'm just close to the edge of not the fullness of the truth, which isn't true. Um, but what, what, who, who cares? It's like the lesson of Gamaliel, right? Listen, if he's not telling the truth, it's just going to die out. The more you make him notorious, <laughs> I should be thanking I should be thanking them. I said that before. Thank you, Lacrosse Tribune, because everybody had forgotten about me. I was perfectly content. I was I was more shocked than anybody that all of a sudden I show up on the front page of the news two days in a row. More shocked. So thank you, Lacrosse Tribune, for spreading the message in a way I never could. I wouldn't even know how. So thank you, uh, Lacrosse Tribune. Thank you, uh, these other bishops who are against me that are afraid of the truth that I speak. Thank you. You hit me with your best shot. You're only watch this. They're only proving that I speak the truth when they try and shut it down. Isn't that something? And they don't get it. It's a Streisand effect. Do you know, have you heard of that term before, the Streisand effect? Well, you know, you know who Barbara Streisand is? She's so far left. Yeah, you'd fall off the edge of the earth if it were flat. Uh, anyway, she got all upset about somebody had written some orthodox conservative book or something like that. So she went public and just ripped into it, right? And what happened? The sales went through the roof. Because now everybody knew about it. They wouldn't even have known about it until she opened her big mouth. So uh, same same for me and for you and for, uh, you know, they canceled you for crying out loud. Look at how they've canceled you. I mean, I'm small potatoes. Look at you. They can cancel you. That's staggering to me. When And, and when the people of America didn't realize left, right, I don't care where you are on the political spectrum, when they can take down the president of the United States because they don't like him. 140 million subscribers, that's as much as saying to those 140 million subscribers, you're a loser. You screw you. You know, uh, I, I just, I can't even imagine. Look, like I said, look what they did to you. Look at the struggles you've had to go through now unnecessarily because these left-wing fascist Nazis, and that is what they are. Listen, I've been studying this for 40 years. That's exactly what they are. They've, 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 they've hurt you. The, uh, how many other, the Father Howman they put in Facebook jail? I don't know how many times. Uh, they're, taking us, they're taking us down, right? And there will be no opposing voice of truth. And all we will hear is the lie that they keep feeding us. Complete fascist Nazi lie. They are the real Nazis. That's actually true. So, yeah. Sorry, when I, I hope I didn't go off them too far of a tangent, but I get worked no, up. No, that's fine, Father. Uh, one thing I'd like, final parting thought, uh, yeah. just about the situation of the church right now is is very, very extreme. Uh, yeah. While they are trying to shut you down uh, and and not only deplatform, because that's not that's not the worst thing, deprive the faithful from hearing your voice, your own faithful in your local parish. But the Lord has seen fit to broadcast you or, or, or make you sort of a, a, a flyover shepherd for many, many faithful all over the world, really, who don't feel fed, who are starving. Starving. That's a word I and, I've heard um, from all over, literally all the world. And since this first started like a week or two ago, I've gotten at maybe 800 letters or more and more, it can more come every day all over the world. New Zealand, I think was the furthest one away. All saying that exact same thing. We're starving. Nobody's feeding us out here. Like I said, what kind of father won't feed his child? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, sorry. I was, sorry I was, did I interrupt you in the middle of your question? No, that's great. Well, let me say one last time. I want to yeah. encourage people to go to lifepetitions.com, sign the petition for you, which we'll be making very, very public. Go to lifefunder.com and support you in your canonical suit because that costs lots of money. But call the bishop. 
you can call Bishop Callahan at 608-788-7700 because that way that's much harder to delete like an email or throw in the trash bin like a letter. Um, call and insist to speak to the bishop or leave a message for him. Um, but make sure you do that. Very, very important. Father, I need your parting thoughts and your parting blessing, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, the, the, what I have to keep reminding myself uh, constantly, because I, I don't know if it's that I'm impatient or, or I'm not faithful enough, but it's that Jesus is in the boat, right? He's, he's sleeping, and I want him to wake up. It, what did he ask the apostles when they woke him up? They, he said, oh, you have a little faith. Why did you, you know, have a little? So I hope that I have enough faith. Now, let's always remember that Jesus is in our boat. He really is. And he will wake up and he will take care of business in his time and in his way. I'm just sort of impatient about it. We all know there's absolute rot in the church. And, and worse, they're in positions of power and they hate it when we call them out on it. Um, they never yet say, no, I'm not rot. You know, they, no, they just try to silence the voice that, that exposes them. Listen, I'm not causing division. They have, they have caused a division. I just talk about it. Uh, so, uh, so I did say before, I'll, I'll put a big red D on my chest. Like uh, remember in that Haw Nathaniel Hawthorne uh, novel of Hester Prime, where she was a adulteress, the scarlet letter, right? I'm going to put a scarlet D on my chest and I'm going to wear it proudly. Jesus came to divide uh, sheep from the goats, the lie from the truth. And if we're not dividing, we're not doing our job. So I wear the D proudly and we should, because if we're not, you know, one day we're going to stand before that same Jesus and say, what'd you do? Nothing. So does that be my, my final thought? Remember, Jesus is in the boat with us and he'll wake up and he'll take care of business in his time. Uh, so then for a prayer, as always, we could call upon our Blessed Mother uh, to intercede for us. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly into thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come before thee, I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father Altman. On behalf of all of LifeSide and our viewers and our readers, we love you. Thank you. We're praying for you and we'll support you. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. 
We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.